Well, happy hump day, everybody. It's Wednesday, and I hope your week is off to a really good start. Today in our devotion, as part of our Bible reading plan here at First Baptist, we are in Mark chapter 3, the Gospel of Mark chapter 3. And after reading this chapter, what I was drawn to uh, was the story of, of, of uh, them saying Jesus is casting out demons by the power of Satan. And, and the headline I wrote in my journal after reading this and thinking about it was the blaspheming, blaspheming the Holy Spirit, blaspheming the Holy Spirit of God. Um, in this story, starting, say, at verse 22 and 23, Jesus has been casting demons out of a lot of different people and his enemies, his critics, if you will, uh, the religious leaders of Judaism at that time, said Jesus was not doing this by the power of God. He was doing it by the power of Satan. They go on to say that Jesus is actually possessed by a demon and it's through demonic power, satanic power, that Jesus is casting out demons. And he teaches them how silly that thinking is by saying, you know, if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom will not stand if a home is divided against itself. That home will not be successful. What you're saying is silly. But they still accused him of being possessed of a demon and casting out demons by the power of the evil one. And Jesus, Jesus kind of, uh, well, well, he, uh, he summarized this by saying in verses 28 and 29, truly I say to you, all sins shall be forgiven the son of man, the son of men, you know, people, whatever sins you commit, you know, you repent of them, they will be forgiven. Whatever blasphemies they utter, you can curse God. And if you repent, God will forgive you. But verse 29, whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness. Whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin Verse 30, because they were saying he has an unclean spirit. So what is blaspheming the Holy Spirit? What was it they did that could be considered blaspheming the Holy Spirit? Well, it has something to do with the fact that Jesus, who was casting out demons by divine power, was accused of doing that by satanic power. That's the first clue. Now, in our lives as believers, spiritual power comes to us from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin and draws us to Christ. When we place our faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and begins living within us and convert, converts us, transforms us, changes us. It is the Holy Spirit who fills us with the power of heaven, the power of God to live godly lives. Well, the Holy Spirit was active in the life of Jesus. You remember when the angel appeared to Mary telling her she would give birth to the Son of God, the angel said, and the Spirit of God will come upon you. When Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit descended from heaven in the form of a dove and landed on Christ. 
And in and, 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 uh, Mark chapter 4, if you just want to look ahead one chapter, verse 1, he, Jesus, began to teach again by the sea, and such a very large crowd gathered to him. Well, I messed up. That's the wrong passage. It's Luke chapter 4 where he does this. Luke chapter 4, that Jesus was led around in, in the power of the Holy Spirit. And Matthew, Matthew chapter 4, when, when uh, Jesus uh, goes into the wilderness for 40 days to be tempted by the devil, it is the Holy Spirit who led him there. And I'm, I'm going to turn over to Luke 4 because I want you to, to, to hear this verse. Um, Luke chapter 4, I think it is, verse 1. Yeah, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, just like we are filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led around by the Spirit in the wilderness. In Acts chapter 10, we're told that Jesus had been anointed by the, by the Holy Spirit in power. In Romans chapter 8, verse 11, the whole is, we're told that the Holy Spirit is the one who raised Jesus from the dead. So the Holy Spirit was playing an active role in the life of Jesus just as he does ours. And you say, but wait a minute, I thought Jesus was divine. Well, he is. But remember, at Bethlehem, when Jesus was born, he took upon himself humanity. We call that the incarnation. Jesus is eternal, having no beginning. Why? He's eternal God. But at Bethlehem, the eternal son took upon himself humanity, the incarnation. So he became human. Did not give up his divinity, though. So Jesus was fully God, fully man. Can I understand that? No. Can you understand that? No. But it's what the Bible teaches. He's God. He's man, fully God, fully man. And as fully man, the son of man, Jesus, was filled with the power of the Spirit, led by the Spirit. And so when Jesus was casting out these demons, he was doing it by the power of the Spirit, the same as you and I as human followers of Jesus are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus was, was doing this ministry in the power of the Spirit. And yet they were ascribing that power that the Holy Spirit exercised, they were ascribing it to Satan and to demons. They were never going to give the Holy Spirit credit. They were never going to obey the Spirit of God. And that gives us clues as to what it means when a human being blasphemes the Holy Spirit. A lost person who can shake his fist in the face of God, but it's the Holy Spirit who convicts him or her of sin and, 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 and draws them to Jesus. But if, but if a lost person shakes his or her fist in the face of the Holy Spirit and says, I'm not listening to you, and turns his or her back on the Holy Spirit and what he's trying to do in their lives to bring them to salvation and goes after the evil one, goes after sin, goes after pleasure, goes after temptation, goes after everything Satan wants them to go after, and their heart becomes hardened toward the things of God, toward the work of the Holy Spirit in their life. They get to the point they, they will never listen to the promptings of the Spirit of God and never repent and therefore never be forgiven. When you resist what God is doing by turning your back on him and instead turning toward the deeds of the evil one, you are at risk of an eternal sin.
from which you never repent. And without repentance, there's no forgiveness. Now, if you want to flip that, for us as believers, we should always cooperate with the Holy Spirit. We should always cooperate with the leading of God. Blaspheming the Holy Spirit is just, get away from me. Stop bothering me. I'm going to do what I want, what the world wants, what Satan wants. And if that's how you choose to live and you blaspheme the Holy Spirit by turning your back on him trying to get you to Jesus, you're never going to be saved. You're never going to be forgiven because you're never going to repent. So be careful. Be careful. I'll see you tomorrow as we look at chapter 4.